0: Welcome to James Bond and Friends, my name is James Page, co-founder of MI6HQ.com and MI6 Confidential magazine. For this festive episode, uh, we've dug into our archives of Lost Bond Media and dragged out a 17-minute version of The Living Daylights, performed by the Rainbow Theatre in the UK, and it was originally produced as an audio cassette and read-along book. We have searched high and low to find out who the cast members of this are, but there aren't any records online. So if you know who played James Bond and Cara and the other characters in this production, we would love to hear from you. You can email us at contact at Thank you for listening to us all year. It's been a crazy year going through all 25 films on the debriefs and all the other episodes we pumped out in 2022. We'll have a somewhat more varied output in 2023. We hope you stick around for that. In the meantime, if you haven't done already, please check out our new special, uh, Sean Connery at James Bond Journey, a 140 page special written by Bond authors, Matthew Field and AJ Chowdhury. And that's available for sale at mi6confidential.com. It is a limited publication. So when it sells out, it sells out. So from everybody here at HQ, we hope you have a great Christmas and a happy new year. And we'll see you on the other side in 2023.
1: The Rainbow Theater presents James Bond 007. The Living Daylights. When you hear this, turn the page. Let's begin now. Top secret report. Codename, The Living Daylights. From Agent 007, Bond James, of Her Majesty's Secret Service. (laughs) At the conference with M and the Minister of Defence, it was I who was put on the defensive. M wasn't very happy.
2: Two dead, two in hospital, and Koskov probably back in Moscow. Or dead by now.
1: The Minister nodded. We're the laughing stock of the intelligence community. Our first major coup in years, Koskov, was snatched from right under our noses by the KGB only hours after he defected. When the minister had left, I glanced at M. No trace of Koskov?
2: Nothing. He's disappeared. Then there's that Pushkin matter that Koskov just had time to tell us about. One of the top men in the KGB trying to sabotage good relations between Russia and the West by assassinating all British and American agents.
1: The Schmiert Spionem program?
2: Yes. Death despise. We must nip it in the bud, 007. General Pushkin must be terminated. This
1: plot to kill agents seems far-fetched, sir. I know General Pushkin. I can't believe he's psychotic.
2: Neither did I, until this note arrived from Gibraltar, found near 004's body. Hmm. Schmiet Spionen. Your name's on Pushkin's list, too. So
1: Koskov told us. I'd like to check out a few things, sir. Huh? When we got Koskov out of
2: Bratislava,
1: there was something not quite right about the sniper who tried to kill him.
2: Yes. I've read Saunders' report... You jeopardized the entire mission to avoid shooting a beautiful girl. Not
1: exactly, sir. I had to make a split-second decision. I didn't tell M that I'd watched the girl earlier playing the cello at a concert at the Bratislava Conservatoire. I returned to Bratislava to find her, and saw her picked up by the KGB as she got off a trolleybus, leaving her cello case aboard. I took the case and found a quiet place to look inside. No cello, but a sniper's rifle, loaded with blanks. I was waiting for the young lady, named Kara, by the way, when she got back to her apartment. <gasps> Don't be alarmed. I dropped the rifle in the river. Who are you? Call me James. I heard you play the Mozart D minor yesterday. It was exquisite. I followed you. I saw what happened on the bus.
2: I don't understand. Why are you trying to help me?
1: I recognize the man who arrested you. What did Pushkin ask you? Was it about Georgi Koskov?
2: You're a friend of his.
1: We've been through a lot together.
2: Pushkin wants to know where he is.
1: Oh, interesting. Did he say he defected?
2: Only that he disappeared.
1: It was very clever of Georgi, giving you blanks to fire to make his defection look good to the British. He told me about it. He hadn't, of course. And it was obvious that it wasn't the KGB who grabbed him in England. Kara was smiling.
2: Dear Georgi, he kept his promise to send for me. Are you taking me to London?
1: Not yet. We must catch up with him in Vienna tonight, before they pick you up again.
2: But they are watching the house
1: we'll manage we left in the Aston Martin Cara insisting that we pick up her cello from the conservatoire first the delay allowed a police car to catch up with us as it came alongside I fired the special laser which sliced along its side then I brake hard When the police car braked, its chassis stopped, but the body kept going. And so did we. Kara looked amazed.
2: What happened?
1: Salt corrosion. The alarm was out, and we soon came upon a roadblock, which a well-aimed rocket quickly put back to. We were fired on, but the bulletproof windows stood up well to the onslaught, and I took a detour across a frozen lake. One of the tyres was not so durable as the windows, and we were driving on the wheel rim. I steered in a tight circle, making the rim bite into the ice. Then on again. The pursuing car drove onto the circle cut in the ice and sank into the wheel. On the other side of the lake, we were confronted by a fence manned by armed soldiers. I operated the controls to flip down the rear lights of the car, revealing the special rocket motors which propelled the car up and over the fence into the wood We skidded along on the snow, but finally crashed into an outcrop of rocks. We got out of the car as our pursuers approached through the trees. Kara eyed them miserably.
2: We almost made it.
1: I'm glad I insisted you take the cello. I set the self-destruct switch on the car. Then, using the cello case as a sledge, we slid down the slope, past the soldiers, and over the border to safety. In Vienna, we went to the opera, where I'd arranged a meeting with Saunders. Isn't she the KGB sniper? She's not a sniper. She's Koskov's girlfriend. I hear the KGB snatched him back. Uh, That's what we're supposed to think. I'm sure he arranged it himself. Kara's told me he bought her a very expensive cello. Where would he get that kind of money? Saunders organized a false passport for Kara, and I met him later in a restaurant to pick it up. Got some info on the cello, James. It was sold for $150,000 to Brad Whitaker. The arms dealer. Hmm. Whitaker and Koskov. Friends or partners? Where is Whitaker? At his place in Tangier. Saunders left the restaurant ahead of me. <laughs> he was killed as the doors exploded. Child's balloon floated close by. On it was written, Schmiert Spionen. I noticed General Pushkin driving past and followed him to his hotel, surprising him later in his room.
2: I take it, this is not a social call double seven. Schmiert Spionem, Pushkin. Schmiert Spionem was deactivated 20 years ago. Where's Koskov? He disappeared last week. I was about to arrest him for misusing state funds.
1: Pushkin gave a secret signal to a guard. But after a struggle, I overpowered him and turned I... his gun on Pushkin. Ah.
2: <laughs> You're a professional, Bond. You don't kill without reason.
1: Two men are dead. Koskov named you. Why should I disobey my orders?
2: I am as much in the dark as you are. It comes down to trust. Who do you believe? Koskov or me?
1: If I believed Koskov, we wouldn't be talking. As long as you're alive, neither of us will know what he's up to. Pushkin had to address a trade conference, and as he stepped forward to make his speech, I fired at him from the balcony. <laughs> Perfect accuracy. He fell blood at his mouth and chest. I made my escape. Everyone thought that Pushkin was dead, including Whittaker and Koskov. But it was a trick. Pushkin was wearing a bulletproof vest with a plastic bag of blood under his shirt. If Koskov thought I had killed Pushkin, he would assume I believed his story. I called on Kara in her hotel room. She mixed me a drink.
2: Did I get it right?
1: Perfect. Kara, it's time I told you the truth. Koskov fooled everyone. The Russians, the British.
2: You, Kara. Liar. I telephoned Whittaker. Georgi was there. He told me the truth. You're a KGB agent using me to find him and kill him.
1: I began to feel dizzy. The drink was drugged. Courtesy of Georgi Koskov.
2: To make you sleep, he said.
1: I came to on a plane in flight, handcuffed to the armrest of my seat. Beside me was a container labelled human transplant organ. Kara was on the plane too. She came close and whispered.
2: I've been such a fool.
1: We all were. Can you undo the clasp on that container?
2: I think so, yes. Oh, it's a heart in ice.
1: It's not human. And that's not ice. It's diamonds. We got the container closed before Koskov approached. I'm curious, Koskov... Why am I still alive? I am not barbarous, James. I am taking you to proper Soviet authorities for killing of General Pushkin. We landed in Afghanistan and Kara and I were put into the cell block at the Russian airbase. But I managed to use one of Q's clever devices, a keyring which released a cloud of stun gas to overpower the
2: guards.
1: (laughs) Kara gave me a hug, very pleasant.
2: You are fantastic! We're free!
1: Kara, we're in Afghanistan in the middle of a Russian airbase. I locked the guards in a cell, gave the keys to an Afghan prisoner to release himself, and we made our escape from the building. In the open, we were attacked by a fierce-looking band of Afghans, but fortunately for us, the man we had helped get away was their leader.
2: I am Kamran Khan, deputy commander of Eastern District of the Mujahideen. Who are you? James Bond. I work for the British government.
1: I discovered that the diamonds Koskov had smuggled in were obtained with the money that he'd misappropriated from the Russians, and were to be exchanged for vast quantities of opium, Whitaker and Koskoff would make an enormous profit. Disguised as an Afghan, I helped load the bags of opium aboard a plane at the airbase. Then I set an explosive charge amongst it to destroy it in flight. As I was about to get off the plane, I was spotted by Koskoff and one of his henchmen. There was nothing for it but to stay on the plane and take off. At that moment, the Afghan freedom fighters burst through the perimeter fence and a great firefight developed. Kara was with them. She took a jeep and I beckoned her to follow after my plane, which taxied along the runway. I lowered the loading ramp at the back of the plane, and Kara drove up it, into the body of the aircraft. She joined me in the cockpit, and took the co-pilot's seat. I got the plane off the ground, and turned towards her.
2: Take the controls! I've never flown! Just pretend it's a car!
1: I went back to the hold to deactivate the explosive, I'd said. But somehow, Koskov's henchmen had got aboard. In the fight that ensued, the cargo net holding the opium bags came adrift and billowed up behind the plane, taking me and my adversary with it. We clung on for dear life. My opponent tried to stab me, slipped, and grabbed at my shoe to save himself. His shoe came off and fell with him to the ground far below. I managed to get back aboard and defuse the explosive just in time. We flew on until the fuel gave up. There's nowhere to land over these mountains. Get into the Jeep, Kara. I joined her and jettisoned the vehicle, supported by three cargo parachutes. (laughs) Gently, we floated down to safety, close to a mountain road. What does that signpost say?
2: Karachi, 200 kilometers. Ah.
1: I know a great restaurant there. We can just make dinner. Later, in Tangier, I caught up with Korskov and Whitaker. Whitaker I dealt with using another of Q's explosive little gadgets, but I was in danger from one of his men. Fortunately, Pushkin arrived and shot him.
2: I owed you that 007.
1: Koskov saw a chance of escape.
2: Thank God you're here, General Pushkin. How can I thank you for rescuing me? Put him on the next plane for Moscow. Thank you, General. Thank you. In the diplomatic bag. But, but, General, no, no!
1: Pushkin's men hustled Koskov away. What about Kara? They allowed her to stay in the West. And she realized her ambition to play at a big concert in Vienna. She looked surprised when she found me in her dressing room afterwards.
2: James!
1: You didn't think I'd miss this performance, did you?
2: Oh...